Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, guys? Hope everybody is having a turnt Tuesday. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, and even leave a Jemiah Neal number of likes? Stars? Stars. Yeah. 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 A Jemiah Neal star review. A Jemiah Neal star review. I'm Anthony Totry, joined, as always, by Mr. Deef himself, Shane Diefenbach. Yeah. Sean DePaz, still I MIA. Am. We all are, collectively. Do you think Sean's a secret agent? Why? I, he just disappears, and then we don't hear from him. Like if we're on, if we're ever gone, I feel like we talk in the group chat, or we'll still message Sean when he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's on ghost mode. He's a secret agent. Yeah, that's what it is. What it is. He's a spy. What country would he's Sean a bird. be? Bird. Holy shit! He's a bird spy. He's a bird spy. Yeah, he's a bird spy. Mm. I think Sean is secretly Russian. Mm, let's I think not, that's what let's it is. not do that. No, let's not do that. Are you sure? Yes, I'm very sure. Okay, I do not want to get into the geopolitical climate today. On oh, well, that's not, what we're, that's not what we're doing. We're just Show. saying Sean's Russian. I was at a game last night. Were you? Mm-hmm. Basketball game? Oh, no, football game. It was a football game. It, mm. Well, it, no, it was classified as a football it game. It was a dog fight playing with a chew toy. <laughs> oh, this is God. what I said today. Um, and Max Duggan. Has a bunch of teeth marks all over him. Yeah, we got to buy a new one. Rough national championship game. Yeah, I left at halftime. Was it fun? Did you actually? Yeah, because I because the the buses that take us back to the hotel. For those of you who don't know, I get pampered because my mom. You know, mm. um, if you don't know who my mom is, come on, uh, just flex like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the buses that take you back to the hotels. They had three time slots, like a certain time X, Y, and Z. Whatever. Yeah. And one of them was at halftime, and the other two were after the game in LA traffic. So we had to kind of decide. So were you back at like in the hotel before the game was even over? Oh yeah, way way before. Wow. Well, if you turned off the national championship beating, then Good you job. might have missed Kirk Herbstreet breaking some news. Mm. He said that our lovely friend Coach Prime told him that the Pac-12 is working to schedule a Week Zero matchup between the Colorado Buffaloes and Arizona State. Um, just your initial reaction to the fact that the Kenny Dillingham era could kick off with prime time on the other side. You know, you love it and hate it. Uh, obviously, you know, the best thing is shutting the haters up. Yeah. You know, we kind of been talking about it for a very long time now with, you know, yeah, it's nice. You got prime. You get some noise. It's fun. Yeah. But yeah. 
We got is guy. he that good? We got our thing. guy too. I'm not doubting Prime. I'm just saying I think we're fine on where we are. I don't think they made a mistake by not going after Prime. We've talked about that at length. So this is the time to show. Hey, look, I'm still better for. Is this is here. this in my head kind of went a bunch of different ways when that news um, was kind of dropped on the broadcast, right? Is like, from from Prime's perspective, what is the point of scheduling Arizona State in week zero when you have TCU on the schedule? Yeah, why, right? go? why, why go a conference route against mm-hmm. a team with a new head coach instead of going to a team that was just in the national championship game? Like, mm-hmm. what do you have to gain from that? I have no idea. It, it still doesn't really make sense to me. Like genuinely, um, I don't know. I'm fine with it. We'll talk about the weeds and what we actually think of. Like, uh, look, <sighs> ASU's in conference schedule this year is pretty front heavy in terms of home games. Yeah, like very. The last four games are on the road: Cal, UCLA, Utah, Washington. Those are all on the road. You finish with four away games. Yeah. You know, front-loading, you know, that Colorado game that would be in the at the start of conference play with before conference play starts, but your first game of the season doesn't seem right to me. And then now, like, look, having a Sun Devil Stadium during the summer, it's going to be hot. That might have advantage ASU. Sure. Fans come out, draw a big crowd because of prime. Sure. Where I get lost in this is moving the game to Glendale because I don't care if it's in Arizona. You're yeah. playing a what you're taking away one of your home games in an eight home game slate which is not normal for ASU. You're taking one of those eight games away and making it a neutral side game. And not only are you taking away a home game, you're taking away a, a conference home game, Yeah, which just doesn't seem, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't care that's in Glendale. I don't, it's hard to get fans at Sun Devil Stadium in general. I mean, I think if you, if that matchup happens at Sun Devil Stadium, you get a sellout. Mm. Come on. New oh, head at coach. Sun Devil Stadium. At Sun Devil Stadium. Oh, at yeah. Sun Devil Stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my idea, if I'm Arizona State, Yes. The only reason that I schedule this game outside and do a neutral site, and if I do do a neutral site, I'm not doing it at Glendale. I'm taking it out of Arizona completely. Yeah. I'm going, I'm playing, I'm trying to schedule it at SoFi, I'm trying to schedule it um, at yeah. the Raider Stadium, something giant. But I, I wouldn't giant. want that, though. Like, Why? I, because. He, I, Get I, ASU, it's national television. You're getting that game on national television. Yeah. That's what you want, right? Yeah. My only issue is if you if you have this game, and I saw people brought it up on social media, right? You get Prime here early on. And Prime's always, I imagine he's thinking five steps ahead at all times, right? A place where Colorado has struggled to recruit over the last handful of years is Arizona, right? Everybody knows that Kenny is trying to get the biggest and the best Arizona recruits moving forward. So from Prime's perspective, this feels like a way for him to get out in front of Arizona recruits before Kenny can really get the roots in. Mm-hmm. And if Colorado wins that game, then he he gets everything that he wanted, yeah. right? Like the the road game that he'd have in conference play against ASU, Glendale, neutral site. Mm-hmm. You get in front of the Arizona recruits that Kenny's been trying to poach, and now you have that over ASU. And at the end of the day, you get a lesser, what what you'd assume would be a lesser opponent than TCU. Would you rather them keep the current schedule or play Colorado Week Zero? I love Colorado Week Zero. I hate I, it. I love Colorado Week Zero, but I, I only love it if it's at Sunville Stadium. I don't like it really anywhere else. Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. I don't, I don't care about a national broadcast. But I think, I think, and again, that was Prime's perspective. Kenny's perspective, his whole thing is activating the Valley. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. So what better well, way? Makes no sense to me. But what better way to activate the valley for the rest of the season, or at least for that early stretch of home games, than beating a guy who's been on every national network at least once over the course of the last three months, talking about how Colorado is going to be the future of the Pac-12, the future of college football. You see his face everywhere. He's got all these blue chip five star guys that everybody's ranting and raving about. There's not a better way to quote get the valley activated than by kicking the shit out of Colorado. He's got he got two, two of them. Let's what blue chip players? Yeah, let's not. Still though, and uh, but let's we people, we can understand. Let me that. play devil's advocate though. Okay, like I get it. I, I I completely get what you're saying by having that be the starter, but like we just can't get too far ahead of ourselves. I know the sky's the limit. I know Kenny thinks. And we we think that he can really take this to the next level. And I know we've been impressed with the flurry of transfers and and the true activation of or the start of the activation of the valley. What he's talking about, but do we want to start so fast? Like, but so, I don't think that's fast. My my, my and like I, I no the talent wise it might not be, but the lights yeah it is. What are we seeing consistently with ASU basketball and ASU football? It's it's influx of transfers. Or coming in and out of the school, and then you're like, "Oh shit! No wonder this team has no chemistry. They've never played together. So why not a tune-up against Southern Utah? Like, I, that that's just like, look, I, I'm not gonna be mad if they do it. This is just me playing devil's advocate here. But it, I I also don't really see a huge benefit. It would be cool. It'd be awesome to say, but it could also end up in disaster. I don't know why you put that on. You put that weight on the shoulders of your coach in his first game. As a Sun Devil, like if he's ready for it, he's ready for it. Look, sure, I just don't think the reward is. But as this is what Kenny teams is. do, right? And again, is this it? look, this is just over the last couple years, right? And I know Kenny hasn't necessarily been involved in all the scheduling or something, but the places he's been, if you look at the way they start seasons, <laughs> seriously, who did or, who did Oregon start with last year? Yeah, they lost forty nine to three. It doesn't matter, but yes, you're no, matter. but you're Huge talking amount. you're talking the national stage and the lights, uh-huh. right? Oregon's biggest game against Georgia, and they got embarrassed, and that 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 hangover that hung over their head. Colorado for the entire... was not Georgia, though. Okay, but but still, if you're going to bring that into the conversation, that was not beneficial to them, to the program. It got the lights on them. If anything, it encouraged. Did did Oregon play a worse game all season long than Georgia? They didn't play anybody as good as Georgia. No, but it sets the tone. Yeah. Right. Also, yeah. Like you're not going to play anybody better yeah. when he was when he was the OC or working at FSU in 2021. You know who they opened the season against? Notre Dame. Like this is this is what Kenny's teams do. They open against their best opponents, and they do it on a national stage. But you just stage. said he's not the best opponent. You're right. But to your point about bright lights, right? This is what he gets his teams to do. He puts them in the biggest stage that they're going to be on. Outside of USC next year, is there a team that's going to get like more national attention than Colorado? Was Oregon season a success though last year? Like, I they, mean, they yeah. High, mm, no, Oregon. <laughs> How was their season not a success? Because they didn't make the Pac-12 championship. That, that was their goal. That had to have been their goal. They opened with Georgia. But but opening, and the lights, the, the lights might have been on them for that first game, but then the lights shut off you real also, fast. But you could also look for the rest of the season, right? Let's let's say Oregon doesn't lose the game down the stretch. Having that loss to A Georgia yeah. at the start of the season is much better than having that loss to Georgia in the middle of the season. 
in my personal opinion. Yeah. A big time loss, and again, but losing to Colorado again. We, I, I'm not. I'm not saying Colorado's. Okay. Colorado's not even in the same conversation I know, I know, as but, Georgia. But but that, it just it doesn't make sense with the argument because if you lose to Colorado week zero, it's not. Oh, you lost to Colorado in week but, zero. I mean, Thank God they didn't lose to him in week six. I'm it's just like saying that loss to Colorado ruined your season. You take you take the talent part away. You take the talent of these two teams away, the transfers, whatever. All you get is the national stage, right? Colorado and Deion Sanders' first Power 5 coached game is against Arizona State. Not only is that big-time moments, that is something that lives down in the history of these two programs now, depending on how great of a coach Deion Sanders is, right? This is something that is on every national broadcast after the fact. If ASU dominates or they win a close one against Colorado and Deion Sanders, it really doesn't matter. It's on ESPN. It's on Fox. It's on every single national network the day after, right? You don't necessarily get that midseason because this is Prime's first yeah. game in the Power Five. No, that's that. I mean, that's a good point. It's just, I, and, and again, I'm not saying I'm for either way. I was just playing both sides. I think like if, if, if it came down to it, as long as it's Sun Devil Stadium, I'm fine with it. What do you think about the Pac-12 being so involved in this. I love it. Look, the Pac-12 needs money. Yeah. They do. They were, they, they, they're squeezing every last dollar out of what they could get at this conference right now because they're struggling. And Dion is a money-making machine. Of course yeah. they're going to do everything they can to make this happen. Of course they're going to do it. A week zero game isn't just like, a, oh, it's the first. No, a week zero game is you have the spotlight. Yeah. There's like, well, how many games are in week zero? Like, Usually four or five. Yeah, that's it. That is it. I'm excited, man. I'm really, really excited. I hope this matchup actually does come to fruition again. Nothing is solidified as of now. Just understanding that Dion says that's that's kind of what's happening. The Pac-12 confirmed that they're working to schedule up uh, these two teams in Week Zero. Arizona State would obviously have to push back their Week One game mm -hmm. a couple days. A couple days. The, 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 again, the only thing I asked uh, if it, I, this game can't be in Glendale, that ASU has to. It, it, it's either at Sun Devil Stadium or it's nowhere. And I, I don't think I don't think honestly Kenny would let it get. To that's Glendale. what I'm saying. I just. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, guys, before we get into our next topic, I want to tell you guys about Bad Birdie. I got a compliment on my Bad Birdie shirt the other day. It was from my mother, mm -hmm. okay? But the material is chef's kiss, okay? It is the softest, most comfortable, and it is affordable. I know everybody here at PHNX is going to be supporting their Bad Birdie this Friday at the inaugural PHNX Tea Party. Oh, yeah. And you guys can too because if you use code PHNX underscore sports, 15, you guys are going to save 15% off your next order at badbirdiegolf.com. And if you're new to the show, anytime we wear Bad Birdie, usually when we wear it in unison, the We're Sun Devils win. 67%, which is a great number. Two and three? Or two and one, two and one, two and We're one. We're two for three. Two, four, three. Yeah, two yeah, and two one, and two and for one. three. I'm yes. using it as a record. Yeah. Okay. Guys, again, go get your Bad Birdie. Use code PHNX underscore sports. 15 for 15% off. Bad Birdie Golf. When I, was, when I was at the Washington State game, enter random ASU security guard while I was wearing my Bad Birdie hat. You know what he said? I like, like the swag. Ooh. And I said, I like you. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Bad Birdie, you're bound to get compliments. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to compliment you right now. Good. Looking kind of cute with that hat on. Thanks, bro. It's a bad birdie. That. It's a bad birdie, man. I, I appreciate lie. that. Um, so as I said, I was at the game last night. Yes. And I I slept in, so I wasn't tired. And the game was, you know, it started at 4:30. Yes. California time, which was great for me. Um, enjoyed some drinks before the game, but the buzz kind of wore off at halftime. Magic. Then, like by halftime, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> you're like, the I'm first quarter for this. The first quarter was awesome. 
And then you kind of saw where the game was going. Yeah. Those big dudes were just dominating. And I wish OGs was dominating me during that game because I <laughs> wish I had something else to think about when I was yeah. watching that. Um, and it just tastes fantastic. I do. Wish I, I would have taken some before the game. Um, you know, you, you just feel a little lighter. You know, Max Duggan might have needed to feel might have needed to feel a little lighter on his feet. Did you see Georgia was eating wings during the game? Yeah, the the, the total disrespect. That, I, I mean, I you can. Disres- I mean, no, they earned You're it. You're disrespecting they them. It. They earned it with the score alone. Uh, Max Duggan, go get you some OGs. You can use it. Really, anybody get their OGs. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I've started to lean more toward the microdose mm. because the full dose ones unlock a part of my brain that I'm not so fully ready to like Please go elaborate. into. It's it's I don't even know how to Are really there cobwebs? do cobwebs? No, not cobwebs. It's just like I'm seeing a different part of reality. Mm, so you like looking in your brain and like it's like a jack in the box. If you like being mentally stimulated, mm, take OGs. Okay. It'll do. Uh, it. Check out their new CBD THC happy balance ratio flavor, strawberries and cream. And as always, you can find them at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 or older to Enjoy. Yes, sir. Let's get into some of the new transfers that ASU got. I tweeted it over the weekend that I feel like there were a bunch of college football fans, Arizona State fans, Pac-12 fans, that probably assumed that the wave of incoming transfers to Tempe was probably going to slow down. Uh, But it hasn't. If you were one of those people, you weren't tapped in. No. You weren't listening to the PHNX show. Not at all. Because we had done been saying. We had done been saying. Before we get to the transfers, there was an interesting note. Um, one of Arizona State's defensive linemen, Garen Stansberry, pulled his name out of the portal. Dude. He's a unit mm-hmm. of a defensive lineman. This is, you know what he looks like? when? So when you come out of the huddle, you know the the, the linemen that are usually down linemen aren't in their three-point stance. They're yep. just standing up like straight. I feel like Stansberry looks like what a sleep paralysis look, demon looks like to quarterbacks. When yeah. they like wake up, they're like, oh my God, that is a six-foot-six man standing over me. Stoic. The big, thing, the big thing with Stansberry is he's always had, like, the potential, right? Mm-hmm. At 6'6", 260 pounds it's or like whatever. like Mario with the coins. It's just none of them are coming out yet. No. But he's so close. He's Once he finds his ability, mm-hmm. right, and I think you've got to be plugged into the right defense, yeah. right? Just because you're 6'6", 260 and change, whatever, doesn't necessarily mean you are going to succeed in just any old scheme. You have to find a defense that fits you, right? And Brian Ward's all-out, chaos-driven, aggressive defense is built for guys like this. It's built for giant defensive linemen and versatile linebackers. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what this ASU defense has got right now. So Stansberry pulling his name out of the portal, not only big for him and his future, right? But I feel like it is big for this team considering how iffy the defensive line was last season and for how many players put their name in the portal at the start of this at that position. Yeah. So you talk about you talk about Ward and his simulated pressure and yes. the plug and play, not just a four down lineman. Like yeah, they'll play four two five, but like they're going to move players other places. Stansbury, as you said, is the perfect example, not only because he's large, he's athletic, but he can do many different things. In college in Louisiana, he played a lot of off ball stuff. Yeah. You know, he defended passes. Can you it's like Eric Gentry, can you imagine that dude playing defense on you in, in high school? Yeah. No, it's tough. He, he's an athletic freak. And as you said, like the ceiling is so high for him, probably the highest on the defensive line. Yeah. I would say. So yeah, just unlocking this this potential they can have. And it's not just like a project where, you know, he's super young or he's like he's he's got one more year left to prove it. So it's he was a redshirt sophomore this year. 
Yeah. Like he's got he's got years, man. He's and got years. You talk about simulating pressure. What better way to simulate pressure than you got a six six defensive lineman in mm -hmm. your face? Whether he's coming on a stun or not. Yeah. Right? That's always in the back of the quarterback's head. You see a bunch of defensive linemen. You're going to notice the one that's 6'6". Six, six. Uh -huh. Just saying. And, and Anthony Lucas is going to look really great, too. Yeah, Jacob in the chat. Anthony Lucas <laughs> will look great in Ward's defense. No, he will. He will. He, he will. will Speak it into great. existence. Manifestation. He's going to. Right? That's what it is yeah, all about. Um, Time will tell, guys. Time yeah. will tell. I, do you think that more linemen should yell when they're rushing the passer? Should yell? Yeah, like, ah! I, no. I think I've been a big, big proponent of defenders, specifically linebackers or defensive linemen, barking. Yeah, that's what... Yelling, same. barking, different. Well... Decibels, same thing. Um, I think if you're if you're sneaking behind them, mm. like you're you know you're on the blind side, yeah, then don't bark. Okay, but if you're coming and you're like, oh my god, that guy is barking at me, you're scared. Be scared. I don't care how big of an yeah. offensive lineman or running back or quarterback you are. If there is a grown man, six six, two hundred and sixty pounds, and he's barking. And he's got like a visor on. Yeah. And he's Whoa. a visor on the helmet. Oh, I was like, what do you Not mean? Just, yeah, he's just lined <laughs> he's up just, across from you with a visor. About a golfer? On. Yeah. No, but he's barking at you. Not you're, only do you have to scared. brace for the impact, you have to brace for the noise. That's fair. That's scary. A uh, couple more guys I want to talk about while we're talking about the defensive line. Deshaun Mallory, defensive mm. lineman, 6'2, 280 from Michigan State. Um, 16 total tackles last year, half a sack, and two forced fumbles. Right. We've obviously got. All the rumors and everybody circulating the the Anthony Lucas news trying to get him here in Tempe. Let's talk about the guys that we got, right? Deshaun Mallory coming from a big football program yep. in Michigan State, right? This isn't a guy that you're getting from Southern Alabama. Um, no offense to Southern Alabama or a smaller Pac-12 school, yep. right? You're getting a there guy. No Southern Alabama, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. It's South Alabama. South Alabama. South Alabama. I'm sure there's a Southern Alabama University. I guarantee you. Okay. There could be a community college. Sure. There I'm sure be. there is. Uh, but you're getting a guy that is familiar with big-time football. Yeah. Right? Especially on a spot, that defensive line, um, where, again, ASU needs depth at that position. Now, Deshaun Mallory isn't the type of guy, just based off his numbers, that is going to blow you away. The two force fumbles is nice to have. But, again, this is about depth at a position where ASU lacked heavily not only last season, but I would argue the year before, too. Well, yeah, take away stats. Look at metrics. Yeah. Measurables. 6'3", 3'10". Yeah. Woof. That's, that's, a a, that's a big dog that's right That's a big there. boy, man. And you talk about a big school. How about a big 10 school? You know, they, they, they play boring, slow, grinded out games. I'm sure he's strong. I'm sure he's strong. He's a big dude, dude. Corn fed? Maybe. So they have him listed 6'3", 3'10". Oh, yeah. Where? What am I saying? Illinois. The Corn fed? Yeah. Is that on 247 they haven't listed that big? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, on ESPN, listed 62280. So either this man grew. <laughs> well, this would have been when he was in high school. Then he shrunk. Shrink? Oh, <laughs> he shrunk. I, th I think he lost. Well, that would make sense for him to lose weight. But right. Did, but did he shrink? Well, football players lie about their height yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's true. If I'm, if I'm getting measured and um, they say I'm 5'10", I'm six foot. You know what blew my mind last night seeing the game in person? George's offensive lineman. Or his giant. And defensive linemen. None of them were like offensive linemen builds. They just looked like 2K creative players. They were all like 6'8 and cut. It's it's unbelievable. It is unfair. You know, you watching that game, what I think ASU fans can get real excited about is, you know, the position that I would argue created the most impact for Georgia last night? The defensive front? No, the tight ends. Oh, yeah. Just saying. ASU's well, got a couple the, of big guys. The tight end. 
the tight end. That man is Brock Bowers. I, I he's know, almost as good as Jalen I know Conyers. he's not eligible, but make a rule. He is ready to go <laughs> to the make NFL. make a rule. He's ready to go to the NFL. He could have skipped college. Oh, my God. He's massive. He's a cheat code. He is a cheat code. He's, he's a cheat code. Uh, continuing he's on. He's going top five next year. Oh, yeah. I think he, he breaks. <laughs> like, I think he is. I mean, I think he's better than Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he's. I think he's. Yeah. So it'll be exciting to see when he comes. Uh, continuing on with the transfers on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Xavier Alford. Mm-hmm. This is this is probably my favorite one that ASU got over the weekend. My, my favorite's the next one, but this is, I mean, this is my position. Safety Love out of USC or nickel. Um, this is a guy that can really play anywhere yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. He's dynamic. He's played at Texas, played at USC um, in 2021. Are those good schools? They're kind of okay. Yeah, they play, they play big games. 2021, he had three picks and 31 total tackles. You look at just his stat sheet in every game that he played, he had four or five tackles, and he had a big-time play. He had two right? big-time plays at Against, Sun Devil Stadium. Yeah, kind of unfortunate. I was just going to breeze past those. <laughs> oh, no. um, and he's six foot 190. Yep. That's great size for a defensive yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely. Rangy. Um, he, he's, he flies around the field, and as you said, the dynamicism with with this guy, the, yeah. the impact he can make at multiple positions is what Brian War is looking for in a secondary that kind of needs some patchwork. Mm-hmm. You're not just getting patchwork. You're not just getting a body. This is a four-star from high... The, the, he was a four-star in high school, yeah. but he played at two big colleges. Played. Yeah. Major, major snaps. That's the thing this for me. This is huge. Like, I, and I know people have talked about it like, like oh, big gift for ASU, but like... This is a this legit is one of get. this is one of the bigger gets yes, that they've 100%. gotten. Um, I think you look at the transfer portal, you look at some of the incoming guys that ASU has gotten, and some of them you can guess. You're like, okay, maybe he plugs in as a starter. There are a few guys that you can guarantee being starters next year. Ben Coleman, who we had on the show last week, a guaranteed plug and play yeah. starter, right? To Carlos to Carlos Brooks, plug and play starting running back for Xavier. For me, he plugs and plays as a starter on this defense. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you don't really have safeties. <laughs> like, yeah. you just don't. I think. I think that's mainly where he'll play. I think Ward will definitely get creative. Um, you know, you already have your nickel in in Clark, but with the transfers out of DJ Taylor and and some of the other secondary, like you might see Clark transition more into a slot corner role, mm-hmm. um, which I would not hate at all. I think it fits him a yeah. little bit better. Uh, and and having a guy that can you know stop a run, run downhill, and also drop back into coverage and. You know, play that hook curl zone in the middle of the field when you need them. Uh, yeah, Alfred is is prime for that. When you're getting a bunch of guys that are all versatile, mm-hmm. right? We we make it a big point talk about their size, their experience, whatever. This is a completely different defense, and this is. I feel like for a lot of ASU fans, you see the transfer that you're getting, right? You see a Deshaun Mallory, you see an Xavier Alfred, and we talk about the new defense. But I feel like you see those guys, you see where they've played. And your immediate reaction is to plug and play them in your mind into the old defense, into the Donnie Henderson defense mm-hmm. that kind of sits back, soft shell, and kind of bend don't break. But in the case of Donnie Henderson, give up massive plays every single week. This is not that defense, right? You plug in those two guys, whether they be for depth or for starting, and these are go-getters. These are guys to go make a difference on an ASU defense that I know they forced turnovers pretty consistently last season. But they didn't cause chaos. This is not a defense that people lined up against and were at any point could point to anybody on the field and be like, this is the guy on offense that we have to game plan around. There wasn't a defensive guy like that. Jordan Clark was phenomenal. Roe Torrance, he had his moments. He He was great. Kyle Soley, Merlin Robertson, they all had their times. There was no game record. No. 
And I feel like in this defense, the cool thing about how Ward calls it and how A.J. Cooper kind of conditions his linebackers is any given week, you get a new game record. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that is the thing that I would really encourage ASU fans to open their, their minds up to a little bit is like you get a guy like Crew Jackson, you get a guy like Xavier Alford, um, even some of the younger guys like an Ashley you get Carter. a guy like Anthony Lucas. I got, oh my God, I can't even imagine, right? These are, these are guys no, that are going to be game records. You're so right because it doesn't, like, it doesn't need to be this, you know, oh, the, you, this guy's on an island out there because he can be. There doesn't need to be a, a Keely Ringo on one side of the field that's going to shut down. God, that would be Uncle, nice, though. That would be nice, though. Um, hey, activate the valley. <sighs> Keely yeah. Ringo, so, so not Keely Ringo, but the, back next, back the next Keely champion. Ringo is coming. Um, the, there doesn't have to be a guy like that with your with to, to your point with the, all, all the different schemes he can bring all the different blitzes he can bring like if, if there's a right tackle that you know maybe got injured and there's a freshman starting he he's gonna know that he's, he's gonna, gonna get he's gonna he's gonna load that left side of the defensive line um yeah it's it it's just nice to have a d coordinator that you know maybe might be good <laughs> what he does just kind of knows what he's doing sorry donnie you're not sorry uh, i'm yeah, not sorry can donnie. we talk about my favorite one now let's talk about him go ahead Woo. You can intro him. Baby Troy O'Meara. You know, you look at his stats. You're like, why are you so excited? One Shane? catch, nine yards why are you so through excited, his career. Shane? Go look at this man in high school. Mm -hmm. First of all, 6'3", 221. Not a burner by any means. No. But you talk about a catch radius. Talk about high pointing the ball. You talk about mossing somebody. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, again, just go watch his highlights. I don't know. So obviously dealing with injuries, it's not great. But you're not bringing Troy in to because you need a, a wide receiver one. You have your wide receiver yeah. one. You have your wide receiver two. You probably have your wide receiver three because this wide receiving core is very Stacked. deep. And then you talk about the tight ends. You don't need that. This is the perfect get because a former four-star wide receiver, again, 6'3", 221. I think he lost a little bit of weight too, but massive. I mean, it, it looks like Zion. Yeah. And playing football in high school, like his his size and his ranginess and just his uh, his raw talent, the potential is so high with him. And again, you don't need it to pan out, but if it does, no. yeah, watch out. This is a guy that at the end of the season, if healthy, you look at his stats and he has like 15 catches for like a hundred yards and like seven touchdowns. Yeah, this is a guy that you scheme open. Down in the red zone when you've mm -hmm. got a Messiah Winston, you got a package where you've got him, Messiah Winston, <laughs> and Jalen Conyers in like a trips. Yeah. Like, okay, and, you can uh, just throw it up, no, just throw it up to him. No, no, he, he, he. You have you have Swinson, Badger, and and Conyers, uh, trips right, and then and then Omiri on the left, left side, isolated oh corner, little five ten, Trent McDuffie or whoever the next Washington corner is lined up, just getting. His shit rock, yeah. By Troy Amir. I, I again, this isn't the need. This isn't what you absolutely have to have. But the potential is through the roof here. And and you said you know you can look up. He has 150 yards, seven touchdowns. He could also ha have a, a K. Like genuinely, yeah. he has that potential. It's just it's just the 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 question is he going to be healthy or not? We don't know that. But just from a pure potential standpoint, this is a great get for Kenny Dillingham yeah. and staff. I agree. For me, and he's a little bit smaller than who I'm going to give as a comp. But he reminds me of a Vincent Jackson type of guy, right? He's not going <laughs> to be you ever comped anybody that wasn't on the Chargers. Yeah, but he was a Charger and a Buck. Uh, I know, but wasn't on the Chargers. I can give I can give a possession comp. Uh, no, DK Metcalf's not fair. 
nobody's DK Metcalf. He's just he's your genuine like your generic possession he guy. He can't. He's, give me some time, okay? He's your generic possession receiver. He's bigger than every corner that's going to line up against him, and he's got the vertical right. He's um, able to go up and get that football. What was that? Uh, what was that guy that was crazy on the Steelers, and then now he's in the um, XFL? Oh, what was that receiver recently? Martavis Bryant. Oh, he's yes. Martavis Bryant. Yes. He's not as fast, so I don't feel like no, it's Martavis he's not, Bryant. He's not a burner. Um, but again, he's that guy that you just like, fuck it, Troy's down there somewhere, yeah. and you throw it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, to your point, again, he's got to stay healthy. That's yep. one of the big parts of being a key football player yep. is you got to be able to stay on the field. He hasn't proven that he has been able to do that throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Again, only one catch for nine yards through his first couple of seasons at Texas. Um, but kind of wrapping it all together like the potential's there he's got a super high ceiling and you know what the floor is mm-hmm. and again you don't need him to go be wide receiver yeah. one or two well the floor is the bench but still that's fine yeah the floor is um, the bench for everybody yeah well no it's not the floor is the 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 medical stuff the floor is not playing mm. yeah. um, because of injury you know what's fun hmm. uh watching YouTube highlights of players yes. all the time with your friends. Yes. Uh, like, oh, you remember that game that Deion Lewis had where he had four touchdowns? That's really fun. I forgot about Deion uh, Lewis. Uh, go open some four peaks Ooh. and watch Troy O'Meara high school highlights. They might be a little bit grainy, but there's some there's some good highlights from him at, uh, in training camp at Texas. Um, but, I, dude, the high school highlights are just ridiculous. When I tell you it's Zion Williams-esque, it is. Or Zion Williams-esque, it is. Go open some four peaks, kick back, have a couple brews. And watch some of those highlights because they are fantastic. Just a reminder that you got to enjoy those response, but you got to be 21 up because Troy was not 21 when he was making those plays. Also, Four Peaks is presenting this our tea party. First yes, inaugural sir. tea party at Dobson Ranch Golf Course, Friday the 13th. This Friday, $36 a person, $120 per foursome. If you don't have your tickets, tickets yet, what are we doing? Go get them. <laughs> Hey, what are we doing? The link is in the chat and description. Kids 10 and under also get in free and a free youth clinic as well. All of our partners are going to be out there. What kind of stuff can you do there? Well, there's a lot of stuff. For the people that don't know. For the people that don't know. There's a lot of stuff out there. You can drink some food. You can drink (laughs) some food. You can drink some beer. You heard it here first. You heard it here. You can drink some beer and eat some food from our sponsors. There's a lot of merch, contests, prize giveaways, and also it's Top Golf, but more fun. Um, there's just so many different games you can play on the bays, whether you're a beginner and you want to hit a golf ball at a, at a virtual goldfish, you can do that. Yeah. Or you can, you play angry birds with a golf. You can play angry birds. You can do a longest drive competition. You can play full courses, full historical courses. Mm. You can play pebble beach. You can play a lot of them only at Dobson ranch. So make sure to come out, hang out with us on Friday. And as I said, get your tickets right now. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. And while Shane was talking about some of the sponsors that are going to be out there. Um, was your mind wandering? It, it was wandering. Oh. You know exactly where it was going. Uh-huh. It was going straight to Burrito Express, guys. If you haven't checked out a Burrito Express location by now, I don't know what you guys are doing because we talk about it every single day. Their Burrito Supreme goes crazy, right? You've got the potatoes. You've got the bacon. Okay. You've got the eggs. Uh-huh. And if you're me... You remove the cheese so that your tummy don't hurt, uh-huh. and you add some extra bacon. Okay, mm, extra. That bacon. is the place to go get your breakfast wait. burrito. You, you doing the math on that? That sounds good. It sounds incredible. Oh wait, you forgot to add one more thing to the equation. Mm. 
The green salsa. Mm. Dude, I'm okay. Hear me out. Okay. Green salsa goes crazy. The red salsa, it's slept on. It's slept on. I know we have this conversation about things being properly. No, 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 rated. no, no. That's not what I'm, you're gonna come to me with that shit. When I, Sean brings back only green salsa, you know what I say? What are we doing? The red goes. I crazy. use both of them. The red goes crazy. Have you ever dumped? So this is what I did. Yes. Okay, it's so what I've done. Okay, I've taken a couple bites of my burrito. I'll put. I start with the green. Okay, and then when the green's about halfway, I dump the rest of the red in the green. You got your own new concoction. Christmas. It, it is. That's what it's called. Hey, it's Christmas every day when you guys eat Burrito <laughs> that's Express. What the, that's what red and green. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going like with here, guys. One okay. more thing about Burrito <laughs> Express. When you buy a $25 Burrito Express gift card, you're going to get a free burrito with it. You're spending money and having breakfast or lunch as well. Head on over to your nearby Burrito Express location today. And follow them on Twitter at Burrito XP because they, they're tweeting about getting some free burritos to the first, like, 20,000 20, people that go to the spring game. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be incredible. Follow them on Burrito XP. They're doing some great stuff. Um, yeah. One more topic before we get out of here. Mm -hmm. We've talked a little bit about your national championship experience last night. Mm -hmm. Everybody saw the ass kicking that was Georgia beating TCU. 65-7 to 7 was the final, right? Yes, it was. Okay. What do you think this does for college football playoff expansion. Does it hurt it? Does it help it? Like, what side of the argument does this, like, further employ, well, first I of all, I don't think it really matters because it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, more money. I don't know if it really has anything to do with it. I mean, like, look, I understand that you can you can say all you want. TCU should have been there. TCU should have been there. TCU should have been there. There's, just, you just, there's no other way to... Whatever. It, and they couldn't have put them four because Ohio State and Michigan, like there were, it was. There were reasons for everything. I don't think this does anything to it. Um, look, the, what this told you is that there are clear mismatches when it comes to athleticism and size and mm -hmm. strength and ability to win in the trenches. And Georgia dominated the entire game. Uh, but crazy things happen. Um, you know, a lot of people thought Michigan would have a better chance against Georgia. Then why didn't you beat? Then why, don't you, then why don't you be TCU? Yeah. Like, I don't know how much it has to do anything. All I know is I'm going to have a lot more fun watching these games because you're not going to get, you know, you might have one or two crazy blowouts, but this was historic. Like, this is like, like genuinely, there's there's never been a bigger win differential in any bowl game ever. In any bowl game? No, this was the biggest one ever. I didn't realize it was yeah. for any bowl game. That's bad. That's a bad look. Very bad look. It, um, it, it, it's It's such an outlier. Cause, but SEC is king. Yeah, I mean, clearly. And and if the SEC wants to prove that, if Alabama is saying this, then I think it's better for it. Because the, you know who's going to who's gonna play a TCU, who's going to have a chance to get past the TCU, is it, is it in Alabama, is mm -hmm. it in LSU. They're going to be able to show that. If, if, if they organically, you know, reach three of the last four, however it's set up, then they're going to be able to say that. But the biggest thing is it takes away the what-ifs. Like, the what-ifs are what piss me off so much. I'm like... What if this happened? What if X beat Y? What if, you know, you're talking you, Alabama takes... didn't lose that game? Like hmm. but they did. They did. What if what if Marvin Harrison wasn't wasn't in? They did. They lost them. He, he got hurt. It's football. Yeah. Shit happens. So get off of me with this what if crap. Yeah. What if Alabama was allowed in? They weren't. That's just not how it was. So if you want in, don't lose. You, you know, we're, you're still gonna get the what what ifs from the from the last team out, from the ninth team, or however they decided. You're still gonna get the, you know, the Cincinnati's of the world saying we deserve another shot. You're still gonna, you're still gonna get that. That's never gonna yeah. go away. But it's it's going to be lesser now because 
you're going to see that eighth team that or that seventh team that snuck in get their ass kicked maybe. But that team also kicked the ass of the ninth team that's trying to get yeah. in. I think this, it takes away a lot of that. This, for me, and this has been my my big thing on college football playoff expansion for a while now, is you get teams that lose their season opener, right? Or they lose their season opener and have a really tough matchup down the stretch, and now you're looking at a two-loss team that is just not able to make the college football playoff. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, in the old format, is not going to happen. In this format, you can afford to lose a season opener. Right, obviously that's not the goal, but you can lose that. You can lose a conference championship game and still get the chance to prove yourself that you belong in this conversation, right? Like in Alabama, that you know they had their few losses, and at the end of the day, there were teams with better records that had a better resume that deserved to get in. Now you're going to get okay. Alabama dominated mm -hmm. in their bowl game, right? Would a eight seed Alabama would they have beaten a three seed TCU? We the only it's all you're getting right now is a maybe we think so. We think Alabama was the better team, but now in the new format, you're gonna get the okay. Are they? Are mm. they really the better team? Which I think for college football playoff expansion, I think it helps. I think in terms of what Georgia did to TCU, I don't think it takes away from college football playoff expansion. Mm -hmm. But what I think it does do, which I don't know why people continue to have, like they seem to forget this. That the SEC is so much better at college football than everybody else, but they are. No, the SEC is, but it's also not that. Georgia is miles ahead of ever. This is one of the the one of the most dominant teams yeah. I've seen because not only do you return so many players, you have the, the, you know your helm in Stetson Bennett for so long. You have a bunch of really good collegiate receivers. At least we yeah. don't know how the transition is going to go. You have probably the most cohesive defense. I've seen in the last 10 years in college football. Every single time there is a running back that, you know, might be breaking a tackle. All 11 red jerseys are on that play. There is not one lingering somewhere else. No. It is unbelievable the cohesion this team has. Like pre-snap, post-snap, on the sideline, eating wings. Like it's just that's what this team is. Yeah. They are special. Now, I don't know where this team is going to rank in terms of the greatest of all time. I think in the greatest in the last 10 years, it's it's 1A, 1B with LSU's, you know, 2019 team where Jamar Chase put up 240-whatever yeah. yards in the natty. Um, I, I don't know, but that's that's point one. Is Georgia, I think, is just miles ahead of everybody. Yeah. I, like, I think we, obviously, Ohio State, that was a much closer game, but things went wrong for Georgia that normally don't, and, and Ohio State can compete in the trenches unlike TCU can. So that's my first thing. My second thing is, I think you play this game 10 more times, th this, this never happens. I, don't, I, I think they get I, blown out. I think they get blown out a lot of them. Eight out of ten, probably, but not by fifty points. No, but Georgia wins all ten. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, actually, I know. They, yes, they they would win. There's, yeah, there's no way you could look back at that game and be like, ah, well, but, if they play this one more time. No, historic. I don't think uh, that might happen one more time. You know, maybe Stetson <laughs> Stetson runs a triple option and has an eighty-yard touchdown to start the game off, or you know, flukier things happen. But you also have to remember, like, like. Turnover luck's a real thing, and I yeah. always come back to this. But Duggan threw an awful ball uh, when they were, you know, when it was basically their last chance in that second quarter. Um, I forget. I, I don't think it was um, whoever was open. Uh, Duggan overthrew him. Uh, he literally could have put it short. He could have put it too far to the left yeah. of him, but he overthrew him. The only place he couldn't have put it. I get. Do you play that throw ten more times? I think he makes it nine out of ten times. Yeah. It's just. It is what it is. Um, I, th it was just a. A perfect storm for both sides, and we move on. 
Um, yeah. The one thing I, I I don't want people to get out of this is the committee doesn't know what they're doing because there's a lot that goes into it. You yeah. don't just look at the schedule, Joe Schmo on your couch and be like, Alabama should have gotten in. It's not how it works. Yeah. So let's pump the brakes Again, on that. The, if you want Alabama to get in, win your games. Be better. Win the games that you're supposed to win. Don't leave it up to the committee. Or beat good teams. Mm-hmm. Right? You shouldn't be sitting there at the end of the season and be like, oh, well, we had a really good loss. That is my least favorite thing oh, in sports. There's no good thing. It's where it's like, ah, we lost to Georgia. Well, yeah. beat Georgia if you want to play in the college football playoff or if you want to win your conference. Mm-hmm. Like, right? The best teams are going to beat the next best. And that's what Georgia did. What, 14-0? 15. 15-0. Like, they're just better. At the end of the day, I don't think there was a college football team in the country that you could have put out on the field last night against Georgia, and you wouldn't have had a Bulldogs win. That was just the case. Georgia was the best team out there. Didn't matter who the opponent was. Possibly got the best pregame speech of all time, which I still need to know who recorded that. I didn't even see it. You didn't hear it? I didn't hear it. Holy, holy, I'll show it to you. I heard the whole Georgia feeling like they were underdogs or some shit. Somebody either in the locker room, staff, or a player recorded Kirby Smart's pregame speech on their phone. It was crazy. Hmm. I listened to it when I got to the office today. Ready to go. That's why I'm on fire right now. Oh, okay. Bet. I thought you were on fire because you hit all your underdog fantasy pick-ems. No? No. You've been losing a little bit? A little bit. Mm, It's okay. I'm an underdog, though. Are you? Yeah. I feel like you're you're a top dog. Came out of the mud. Mm. I was raised in the projects of North Scottsdale, man. <laughs> I can't believe you said that right when I fist bumped you. I want to take it back. <laughs> Guys, we're talking about underdog fantasy. It's easy to get started. <laughs> Go to underdogfantasy.com or download such a funny word. the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX and underdog is going to match your first deposit Woo! up to 100 biggity bones. Guys, on the pickums, you can go higher, lower, NHL. MLB, NFL, NBA, even esports. esports. Guys, it's such an easy way to make money. And if you're in a state where you can actually do the pick 'em with player props, if you hit anything and higher on Georgia's players, collegiate player props, collegiate player props, anything Georgia related, you won. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what those props look like here for Wild Card Weekend. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. So definitely, again, go download UnderdogFantasy.com. Or download the go to the website or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog is going to match your first deposit. Click the link in the 100%. show notes or search Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Yeah, he's just saying it as simple. I said it the TCU way. You mm. said it the Georgia way. Yeah. The way that won. Straight line. Appreciate you. Anything else before we get out of here? I did have something, but I totally forgot. Okay. Well, you know the good thing. We have a show tomorrow. We can talk about. Oh, it we do have a show we tomorrow. We do. We do have a show tomorrow. So let's I'll talk about. I'll try it to remember. Okay. Well, in the meantime, guys, if you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at PHNX under. Score Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. You can follow the man who is a Russian spy, Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. Um, it was never TCU as always. It was never TCU as always. We will see you guys tomorrow live at 2 p.m. Sorry, I messed Knowing it was never TCU as always. There you go. Yeah. Live, 2 p.m. tomorrow. For now, though, peace.